Welcome to the show. Welcome. Good to have you here. Today's guest, for you guys that are out there, you're going to love this show. Today's guest is one of our Permacare members. We just launched a, a month ago and you've jumped on straight away. This is Lynn Miller. Say g'day. Hey, how you going? You're over there. I'm over there. Okay. <laughs> it's good to have you here. Yeah, so absolutely. We're going to dive in today, a big conversation about um, what you do and your very unique lifestyle mm. of living very close with nature. Mm. Um, you grow a lot of your own food. You keep your own animals, including slaughtering your own sheep for mm -hmm. food. Um, and you've been doing this, it sounds like, for generations in your family. But yep. it's very new at this, uh, this day and age. Yep. Uh, but before we dive into the conversation, let's talk about how we got connected, and that's through yeah. Permacare. Yes. Um, so for those guys out there that are listening, uh, we've got a movement right now coming back to nature. Mm. And you said when you heard uh, the vision for Permacare yeah. about bringing that local integrated food network uh, into our local communities, you instantly knew that that's what needed to happen and you jumped on board, yeah. right? So yeah. for guys that are out there, head over to permacare.org and see what we're doing here. With COVID and everything that's come about showing us that there's a real fragility in the way that we live today, knowing that food is our primary connection with Mother Earth, uh, we launched Permacare. Mm. And so right now we're delivering Northern Rivers and Gold Coast nice. fresh, organic, locally grown produce. Yep. Um, and then we're rolling out this week actually to start building gardens in people's homes. Um, and then obviously next week we're going to film with you, uh, educating people about getting back to nature. Mm. So we just want to bring people back into that relationship with Mother Nature. Uh, but for anyone that is out there in uh, Northern Rivers, Gold Coast or even Brisbane area, Head over to permacare.org. Check out what we're doing. Um, if you want to get your fresh produce delivered through us, know that your investment, your money is going back into the local community, mm. not into multinational companies, um, not into monocropping large-scale farms, but into local agriculture. Yeah. I think that's really important. So good. Yeah. So, so good. And and you're right, uh, Scotty. You know, I... I when I when I heard you live, it was, it was amazing because gardening to me is something that I get a lot of love and connection from. Mm. And, you know, I, st I stood at my, the edge of my garden the other day and, like, seriously, I can stand there for hours and basically watch them grow. Yeah, um, it gives me so much inner peace. And, and I actually ask myself that question, you know, you know what is it about gardening – and in particular, veggie garden. I mean, I love all gardening, but to what is, what is it that I actually love about it? And to be really honest, you know, I, I get so much love and connection from it because it was something that was taught to me when I was a little kid. Mm. And, and, and I spoke to you earlier about my dad because I love him so much. You know, he passed away at 62, which was wow. only very young. And that's that's like, you know, uh, I'm 54 now, so that's only a few years away. Mm. And um, he taught – he was very much a hunter-gatherer. Mm. And, and I love that memory about him and I, I connect so much to him when I'm out in the garden. And when we were kids, we had this massive veggie garden in, in our backyard and – he was out there all the time in our veggie garden. My mum was inside preserving. She would do all the blanching of the vegetables and put them into bags and put them in the freezer. And so everything was seasonal. Mm. And and he used to be out there planting, um, weeding, fertilising. We had our own compost. And whatever we ate 
was either growing or he went out hunting. And that was in the form wow. of venison. He would go out hunting deer. He had his own guns, um, which were locked up in his wardrobe. He would go out shooting rabbits, um, duck, and we would eat it. Mm. And um, rabbit stew was, you know, a delicacy to us, you know, duck, roast duck. And I remember as a kid, you know, spitting out the bullets as we'd come along. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, it's like totally toxic, right? These yeah. lead bullets. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we'd be like, you know, these, uh, Dad, these pellets. Dad, there's yes. a bullet in my, in my duck. <laughs> my it was, yeah, it was. It was like that. But it was like everything was was growing um, or, mm. co- you, know, um, you know, hunted. Mm. And and that's just how we ate. There was – and I, I, I don't even remember – anyone in our neighbourhood not having a veg garden. Yeah, that's right. And if I think about I mean, I'm a Kiwi, you probably can tell, you know, from my accent, but when I go back to New Zealand, I find that they really, really do still have that connection that many, a lot of the world has lost. Mm. Uh, they, they grow their own veggies, you know, they go hunting. Hunting, like, you know, even my sister and her, her children, they go out hunting uh, pigs. Still today, still your sister. Still today, yeah, Amazing. still today. And her children, it's like, it's, it's part of who they are. That's mm. just how they were brought up. That's just, they just go out hunting and they eat it. Mm. You know, going back to New Zealand, my husband loves venison. It's like amazing, and and the food and the meat, the taste is mm. is a whole lot different. Well, it's very different in the way we live today. And there's been a slow and gradual process of moving people away from that natural connection and into cities, major cities, store bought, plastic wrapped, monocropped you know, major agriculture Mm. with all the animals, you know, Mm. pigs included, Mm. cattle, all the meat that we eat. It's an industry. Like Mm. it's a, I I talk about it being a commodity. Food today is a commodity. Whereas what you're sharing there and, you know, my family was the same. Mm. My my mum grew up on a small scale farm up in Pomona near Gympie. Mm. Um, And that's just how we all lived. Everyone had veggie gardens. We all grew like that. A lot of it was from necessity. We have less necessity today, meaning that we have food in the shelves and there's plenty of it. Uh, but there's something lost that we've lost over this generation. It's only been a generation, mm, you know, like that's definitely. how you grew up and look mm-hmm. at how we grew up a generation later. I mean, I, I could be your son, <laughs> really. <laughs> my mum's, oh, no, my mum's probably 15 years older than you, so maybe yeah, not. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You'd be an auntie. <laughs> right? But in a generation, like how we were raised was just mm. so different yeah. and we're seeing that even more now with the kids uh, talking with a friend last night about his 14-year-old son and all he does and my mate is like, Nature guy, you know, mm, like nature, mm, nature. Mm. And yet his son is plugged in playing computer games and hanging at the mall mm. every weekend. Like yep. that's just the way that these kids yep. are now. So even now, even more than ever, it's so important that we start to reclaim that connection, that identity as one with nature. Yeah, um, totally agree. And I think there's so many more choices out there in the supermarket. I mean, mm. we only need to look at our supermarkets when I – was growing up, you know, there wasn't choices like we have today. Uh, My parents weren't busy like parents are today. Mm. You know, uh, my mum stayed home and and looked after, 
you know, us when we were growing up until we all went to school, you know, that was mm. that was just the way it was. And dad went out and, and provided for the family as far as a job and, and, and food. One and one salary back then was enough. It was enough. This debt slavery system has caused mums to go to work as well and dads yeah. to go to work for longer. Yeah. Kids are in school, like six-month-old babies or four months old, I think, whatever it is they get for maternity leave mm-hmm. now and then. Mm-hmm. Mum and dad are off to work, and these kids are into daycare with somebody else. Yeah, it's just robbing a, a whole generation of children oh, yeah. from their families. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's that that connection, you know, between families. Really, mm. it, it really is because being busy, like busy, 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 busy. You know, it. it it means going to the supermarket and grabbing whatever they can. That's right. Some packet thing without nutrition. Yeah, but you know, just to fill their stomach. Exactly. And 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 that is that is something that really, really I find uh, quite sad mm. because if we look at the human body, and I mean, I've been in health and fitness for over twenty years now, mm. and if we look at the the human body, it's a high performance machine. Yes. But we're putting low performance fuel into our body you know so if we look at our body our body if it's well oiled like a car right you get a you get a diesel engine for example you know if it's looked after if it's put diesel in there if it's well oiled if you change the filters if you you know give a tune up every now and then it will run forever and ever and ever a diesel motor ever my father was a diesel mechanic, of course, so I know a lot about diesel um, motors. But our body is exactly the same, right? You know, if if we are putting low performance fuel into it in the in the form of food, mm-hmm. and and it's let's face it, Scotty, it's not even bloody food, right? It's um, a filler. Oh yeah, it's, it's like a glue filler. In a lot you know, of ways. we've got additives, preservatives, chemicals, yeah. colorings in in all the food. You yeah. know. Not yeah. to mention all of the herbicides and pesticides that uh-huh. were sprayed on it to actually produce the the wheat or the rice or whatever yeah. it is that yeah. you're mostly consuming. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, somewhere along the line, our body's going to break down. Yeah. You know, it's like a car. If you put diesel into a petrol car, you know, it's going to cough and splutter. Yeah, you're going yeah. to destroy the engine. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, so what happens is is parents get so busy, so, mm. so busy that they really are just grabbing for the food that um, can fill them up just yeah. to, to get them past dinner time and back to the next day. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, it's teaching the younger generation to eat like that. Yeah. And, and the saddest thing is, is that many kids are growing up today thinking that eggs come from the supermarket. That's the catch. You know, yeah. uh, meat comes from a, a packet at the supermarket. Yeah. They, they have no connection between where that meat or that egg or that Brussels sprout is actually coming from, yeah. you know. And, and that's what I find sad. And it's dangerous. We talk about we're in a, a, a climate crisis right now. And look, whether it's man-made or not, there's definitely yeah. some serious climate issues. And we're at the greatest rate of um, species extinction, greater than the dinosaurs, mm. right, extinction. Mm. Like there's some crazy stuff going on with the environment. We're polluting, we're destroying mm. the environment because we have zero relationship. Like we as the collective have zero relationship with Mother Earth now. Mm. How do we then go and respect and love Mother Earth which takes more effort than what we're currently doing when we have no real relationship with her. Because like you're saying, where does the food come from? The supermarket. 
you know, kids have no idea that we are Mother Nature, that when we put that in our bodies, that becomes our bodies. Mm. That is the the life force that we are living here. No, no, that's just something you put in your mouth because you're hungry. Mm. We've got to reshape that relationship with the mother, the life-giving force, so that we can then naturally take care of her. When you mm. love someone, you do anything you can to save them. You do mm. anything you can to care for them because you love them, because you have a relationship with them. We don't love her anymore. Mm-hmm. We've been we've been brainwashed to believe that it's just something that we can trample on, do what we wish, take, spray, make the most money out of. Look at the real estate market as well, but food is a commodity. How much money can we make from the earth instead of actually caring for her? Which yep. is why we call it permacare, right? Yeah, yeah. And and I believe that is because we don't have any love for ourselves anymore. Very true. Yeah, and we spoke about this, self-love, yeah. and we both have that yeah. passion around yeah. self-love. Because, you know, if we got chaos going on in the inside, it's a refl- you know, reflects out onto the outside. Yeah. yeah and, and the way we treat Mother Earth, you know, the planet, yeah. everyone else around us, you know, it's becoming toxic. Mm. You know, the, the environment's becoming toxic, and, and that's because um, a lot of people are toxic. Yeah. You know, and... And I invite everyone that is watching this to actually sit down and look at their environment, look at what they're putting into their body, what they're putting on their skin, uh, their thoughts, their mm. relationships. You know, where is the toxicity? And the media, what they're listening to, taking in. What they're reading. Yeah. You know, everything. Who they're hanging out with. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just completely toxic. And, and when it comes to health, you know, I mean, I help women balance their hormones and I love talking about hormones. And one part there, Scotty, you know, uh, with when I was working with women, I really did think that balancing hormones was all about food and exercise. And mm. yes, it is. It is. But there's so much more to our body than just food and exercise. Absolutely. You know, and, and if we – I always believe that – that getting to the root cause of everything is is the solution. Mm. And through my many years of coaching women, what I realised was that self-love was like there wasn't any. Mm. There wasn't any. And so what happened was uh, these women were totally void of joy Mm -hmm. in their life. And what happens is when you know, we're void of joy, then we're miserable. Mm. And our hormones, if we're not tapping into what our heart desires, and let's face it, you know, our, our heart, it's not just whispers of our heart because we feel it every day. Mm. You know, we when we when we look at the TV and we wish we had that or wish we were doing this or wish we, you know, that's our heart talking to us. You know, that is what really brings us joy. And most people aren't doing that. Mm. And so what happens is we live a life of stress. You know, not only are we eating food that's damn toxic Mm. and it's not even food because of the chemicals, pesticides, herbicides, everything else. Um, You know, we're listening to the garbage on TV. We are are thinking horrible thoughts about ourselves. We can't even look in the mirror and and say, whoa, man, you're awesome. No, Mm. they self-loathing is huge yeah you know so so is is food and exercise just going to be the enough, enough? Yeah, no not at all you know it's it's so much more than that so much more and and you know I really had to step away from that for a little while to actually really 
dig a lot deeper and and I thought, wow, am I actually doing what brings me joy, mm. right? And part of really sitting and thinking and really going deep into your heart. I mean, if I sit there and close my eyes, when I think about joy, I think about my garden. Yeah, beautiful. Right? Because I think about my father. Mm. And I would think about the joy that it it brings other people when I give it away. Mm. You know, I think about um, how my body loves the food that I'm eating because it's high performance, Mm. you know. And so if we want hormone balance or if we want any kind of balance, we have to tap into what brings us joy. And someone might think, well, bloody hell, I don't like frigging gardening, you know. But it's not even about gardening. It's just about honouring ourselves. Mm. Following your bliss. Following your bliss, you know, what does bring you joy? You know, and what, part of eating good food and exercising is honouring your body. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I see a lot of, a lot of uh, women say, oh, well, I love my body, but at the same time they let it go. Yeah. You know, that's not loving your body. It, you know, feed, feeding your body um, and exercising on a daily basis is honouring what your body requires, mm. That you know, because let's face it, our body is only doing the best at what it – with what it's given on a daily basis. Absolutely. You know? When, and uh, I'm in this bit of a, a rant at the moment about changing the paradigm that we're, mm. we're currently in because if we keep going the way we're going, we're doomed in, mm. as far as I can see. We're doomed. If we keep going with the, the way that we're treating ourselves, treating each other, treating the planet, yeah. um, we're doomed. And we, we definitely have to turn the ship, right? And you're talking about following your joy or following your bliss. When do we make that the conversation, the conversation in our lives. Because right now it certainly isn't at school. When I was at school, it was not about follow your joy and follow your bliss and do what mm-hmm. makes you happy and all of that stuff. It was, hey, get good grades, go to university and get a good job, make as much money mm-hmm. as you can, mm-hmm. right? So a lot of people out there, and because of the way that the debt slavery system is stacked against mm-hmm. us, and I use those words intentionally, mm-hmm. like it is the, the form of slavery that we are under because it's fiat and it's debt-based. The the money that they put zeros on the end of a credit card or a home loan or a car loan or whatever Mm -hmm. is made up Mm. and then you have to pay back interest on a made-up loan but that interest has to be made up as well. It's bullshit. It's completely bullshit. But because (laughs) of this, it's the shackles that hold us and it's a never-ending pit, we're all caught up in that system. Mm. I've got to go to work. I've got to feed the family. Like we were saying, the two parents now have to do Mm. it. Mm. There isn't like I know people watching and listening to this like, yeah, that's easy to say, follow my joy and I understand the concept. But how to find the wiggle room in my lifestyle, like there's not everyone can be an entrepreneur. Not everyone can, you know, work hard, you know, go strong for a bit and make a little bit of room for themselves like I've done, like you've Mm. done it sounds like as well. A lot of people live in hand to mouth week to week and they're saying follow your joy. Like we somehow we got to cut the current paradigm I don't know how to do this, but cut the current paradigm, maybe a big crisis. <laughs> We're going yeah. through one right now and reshape how we, we show up in this world. Yeah, well, you know, I guess, I guess the first question you have to ask yourself is what are you trading your life for? Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are survival. Well, I'm, I'm putting a roof over my head and feeding my kids. Yeah, but does it have to be like that? Well, again, it's a, it's a paradigm shift, yeah. right? And it's like how do we make that shift? Well, I guess, you know, for me – making that shift is is getting clear on what I actually wanted 
you know mm. um most most people are not doing what what brings them joy and and literally like you know we're the only species that can literally turn ourselves into the walking dead really yeah. because you know Let's face it, we get up, do the same thing, same, because we've been condi- conditioned to do that. That's right. Right? Yeah. You know, it's just we've been taught that's something. It's what you don't know, you don't know, right? Mm. But the first key is to awareness. Yes. You know, is, is awareness. And to change anything, you've got to become aware of what's not right yeah. or not working. So if anyone is out there that's thinking, oh, shit, I've got to go back to the nine to five and I hate it, well, you know, what what is there instead? What mm. other choices are there? You know, there's so many other choices. And then if you're not feeling the joy, what is it that brings you joy? And do it for an hour a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, start by doing that an hour a day. And it's one thing that I always look at in life is the difference between leaders and followers. And we're taught to be followers from high school, like primary school, high school, whatever. Mm. You know, you follow the leader, you sit down, shut up, do what you're told. Everyone I've met that has a life of fulfillment, and I've met a lot of people, (laughs) this has been my life for a long time, and you're one of them. I can see it in your eyes and the way that you live and the stories that you shared him off camera as well is you chose to lead. You chose to be a leader in your life, Mm. whether that's an Mm. entrepreneur or even just someone who's self-motivated to say, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to tackle life in this way. Yeah. And so for me, where the if, if you know to think about where the paradigm shift has to come, it has to come within me. Yeah. And it, it like you're saying about the awareness, the awareness that I'm following what I'm told to do every day, and has that brought me the joy that I yeah, truly desire? Exactly. And from that awareness, and the obvious, it's pretty obvious answer is no. Mm. <laughs> you, and if we keep following, like I'm saying, we're going off the edge of a cliff. And then for people to become empowered to be to be their own leader to lead their own life. Mm. And I've got a program called the Tribal Leaders Academy, just about to to relaunch it. It's about helping people to step up and be that leader to lead a tribe of people who they also need to step into leadership and then they can lead the next people to step into leadership. And if we can roll out this change of mentality and the way that we're living our lives from, I'm just going to do what I'm told because the government says and that's what I've got to (laughs) do. You know, the teacher said and that's what I've got to do or the boss said and that's what I've got to do. To hang on a second, inside me, you spoke about the heart, inside me there's a calling mm-hmm. on my life mm-hmm. to show up in a particular way that may be completely different to everybody else, but if I can listen and I can act in faith, be the leader, follow that with courage, wow, imagine what I can bring into the world, imagine the person I can be that then inspires other people to then tap into their leadership, follow their heart. And I feel that that's the ripple of effect that we need. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And I totally agree with you, Scotty. But, you know, the, the, the biggest problem here, and I don't like to be the Debbie Downer or anything like that, uh, negative Nancy or whatever they call them. But, you know, the thing is, is everyone thinks about that on a daily basis. Thinks about Every, what? Uh, everyone thinks about what they want, what yeah. what brings them joy. Why am I miserable? Why why do I have to do that? Everyone thinks about it at some stage, right? But the thing is, is what will people think? Yeah, totally. Okay, so it it becomes a fear based thing rather than a love yeah. based, you know. So people people really come from a place of you know their mind and I think I heard the saying and I, I, I'm not sure where the, the saying came from but the longest journey anyone will ever make is from the head to the heart right totally. um, 
And and so most people think with their head rather than their heart because mm. and the fear keeps them in their head. Right. Yeah. Um, when when we come from a place of love, then we 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 are really tapping into our heart, and and that's where we find our bliss and our joy. Mm. But while while we're stuck in that fear of what other people think, and and that's why I say when we have to, we return to that point of self love. Like self love is not just about our body. You know, it's about. Um, you know, loving, being, having, being able to love other people mm. and be love. And I think Nicole uh, Gibson said it really well. She said, um, "Let me just think about how she said this: uh, to to be to be love and to have the ability to uh, to be love. No, to have love and be love and give love." Um, you, you, it takes you back to the understanding of your worth, uh, your belonging and your sense of community mm. that we all need, right? Mm. And that's basically what we all want mm-hmm. is um, to be worthy, mm-hmm. to be good enough, right? And to belong mm-hmm. somewhere in some part in a community with a vision that's that, that inspires, that lifts up, you know, and, and people avoid of that because they are too busy just going through the motions of pretending to live. Mm-hmm. But people aren't living. And there was a point in my life where I realised that I wasn't living. I was just going through the motions of what I thought I had to do. Mm. And, and it led me to adrenal fatigue, burnout, hormonal chaos and two years healing myself. Yeah, right. And one of the reasons was was because I was so caught up in uh, my childhood dra- um, uh, traumas, you know, that I had to heal that inner child before I had to move on, before I could even help anyone else. Mm. I had to start loving myself before I could love anyone else. And, um, you know, I think, I think people are missing that, really missing the fact that they're all saying, yes, I'm working on myself, of course I'm working on myself, but it takes a lot more than just reading a few books and, and listening to, uh, you know, a few YouTube videos. It takes more than that, Scotty, you know, and I think, I think that whole connection there the healing the inner child is like and connecting to that inner child and forgiving that inner child and because really you know when I think about if I if I close my eyes and think about that inner child you know it brings me to tears Mm. you know that love for that little person that was only doing the best that she could Mm. at that time and 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 reconnecting and feeling that person feeling into that person is forgiving that person letting go of that person because people people just are are just going through the motions of life they don't even know who they are you get to 50 like seriously Scotty you don't get to 54 years of age and or even 50 and you're looking down the barrel of mortality right and you don't get to that age and go um Jeez, I'm so happy. Most people don't. No. Right? That midlife crisis by the Ferrari. The midlife crisis, right? And and you know what I believe the midlife crisis is? Is that finally 
people are tapping into what they really wanted in life. Yeah, right. Right? You see this 55-year-old man driving this Jag or something, right? That's probably what he wanted at 20, but, oh, no, I couldn't have that. Got to play it safe. Safe, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. And I love that. Mm. I love the fact that, that, you know, the midlife crisis, it's like, yeah, go for it, you know. But, it's yeah. like a midlife awakening. It is. It is. You know, it is. And I, I love that. Mm. But we should have done that. Oops, we should have done that years ago. Yeah, that's right. Right? But we're too afraid. Given We've got to give ourselves permission to feel and act on rather than feel and then suppress that feeling and say, no, 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 no. The society says I've got to play this game. It's like just go for it. Yeah, yeah, it. just frigging go for it. It's mm-hmm. you know, and 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 really look after your body. I mean, you know, your body is your like we can say, look, our body is our temple. Well, it is. You know, we only get one shot at it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, we can also say, you know, talk about people's values as well. Right, yeah. you know, I mean, we, you and I can sit here and sit, talk about health and and our body and stuff like that because you know that's one of our highest values, mm. right? But to someone that, you know, health and their body is not one of their highest values, well, they can say, well, what the bloody hell are you talking about? You know, I don't really care about what you're talking about. Yeah. So you know, I think, I think you know, if we if we really share. You know, like your vision about bringing people back to Mother Nature and really connecting that with that, you know, in the form of food, mm-hmm. you know, is really allowing people to really connect with their soul, really, their, who they are as a person, you know, because without good food, without a body that's functioning at a level that it's supposed to, optimal level that it's supposed to, let's face it, our bodies will live to 100 years old if we if we feed it the right stuff, it, yeah. you know. But if we don't, we're going to have a shitty life. And the end is tough for it's people hard. who don't take care of it's themselves. It's expensive. And painful. Right? I see it. Yeah. So, you know, 50, 50 plus, you know, we're starting to get hit with illnesses and yeah. disease. and But it, it's not just some people that suddenly have heart attacks. My heart, my husband had a heart attack at 53, wow. right? Um, and for the first time, you know, Scotty, I was sitting in the hospital uh, room not knowing whether I was going to have a husband or not to bring mm. home, you know, at 53 years of age. And... And it's like people wait till there's a bloody crisis. Before they change. (laughs) Right? And they sit there and go, what? What the hell just happened? Why? Mm. Right? Why? I've I've been eating real good for the last five years. Right? And it's not the last five years. It's not the last year. It's the last 50 years. Mm. Right? Because we can talk about the compounding effect. You know, mm. it's, oh, oh, that little bit of fat won't hurt, mm. right, on the meat. Oh, that little bit of something won't hurt, you know. But the compounded effect over years and years and years and years and years and suddenly mm. we get to 50 and our well, you know, high-performance machine has been, you know, we get sluggish liver, we get leaky gut, you know, mm. we get irritable bowel, we get allergies that suddenly pop up that you're never allergic to before mm. and, and suddenly we're going... Why? Mm. Right? And like you are saying, it's all integrated. So it's not just about I, I exercise and I eat good food. It's every aspect of our life, mm-hmm. and including that joy component, that mm. self-love component, mm. that feeds emotionally onto mm. our bodies 
in the in the form of okay, I'm exercising less, or I'm maybe eating some stuff that I shouldn't to cover those emotions. Mm. But also, it energetically is affecting us, which is our field is energetic, right? This is just a denser vibration mm. uh, of oh, energy. Gives me goosebumps when you talk about that. Yeah, well, it's true, right? Yeah. We know that scientifically. Yeah. Like it's this is just energy. And when I'm not following my heart, when I'm not loving myself, when I'm out of relationship, mm. like we talk about being in relationship and the joy that that brings us when we have a husband, you know, how long have you been married for? Uh, we've, I've been married 10 years. 10 years, beautiful. Mm. So that's a good chunk of time, you know, to fall in love with that person, mm-hmm. to deepen that that relationship with that person. But again, that relationship to the earth, and you spoke about the vision of permacare with we've we've got to get people back into right mm. relation. Mm. We're in wrong relation now with each other. We're in, you know, if there's a right or a wrong, right? Where well, there's a night and a day, so we're in a mm. polarity. But the relationship that we're in with the earth, with ourselves, not following our heart, being in so much fear. Mm-hmm. If we can get back into right relation, and something I want to ask you further about is you spoke about we all want to be in community that has a vision uh, and we want to be part of that vision. Like we want to mm. tell us more about that because that's what mm. I absolutely stand for and I believe mm. that's what we're lacking as well is that deep village feeling yeah. where we knew each other, we helped each other, mm-hmm. we supported each other. Now we're all so disconnected and so bloody busy with our head up our ass just trying to make enough money to live that or caught in the media like that or sluggish because I don't have enough good food in my body that we're, we're out of relationship with that tight group of people that was the village, that is that community. Yeah. We only need to go back to our childhood, really, Scotty. You know, mm. um, we knew every single person in our neighbourhood. Yeah. Everyone in our street, right? Oh, totally. And, um, and so whenever there was – we wanted an egg or a cup of flour or something like that, we could go down and ask Mrs. So-and-so if we That's could right. just borrow a cup yeah. of sugar the or kids go, would run, next run door down to and, borrow, and, yeah. and knock on the door and, oh, can we borrow this? You know, and that was the 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 love affair that the street had. So you know, true. we all looked out for everyone's kids. Yeah. Everyone's kids were welcome over at our house. You know, um, we knew about Mr. So-and-so up the road and we all went down to look at the new colour television. I remember when I was a kid getting off the school bus and there was an elderly lady. I can say old lady because she was. If I think about her, she was old, right? Um, and grey hair. And she's standing on the her veranda. Uh, I call them ranch sliders. That's kind of like a Kiwi saying. Okay. But um, you opened wide up and she, would ca- she called us all over from the bus and we all stood on her veranda watching the very first colour television. Wow. Right? That's community. Yeah. That's looking out for people. That's loving upon everyone that she didn't even know who we were, but she just wanted us to be part of mm. that, right? And and we loved it. We just loved it. And it's like, you know, everyone in our street, we knew all the kids. We just It was just we had gatherings. We'd all play bull rush in the street. We'd play tiggy. We'd be out – our parents would, would, you know, say as soon as the little street lights come on, come home. Same thing. We're saying right. <laughs> street lights. Yeah. yeah, come on. We had to come home, right? And um, and so that's community. Mm. We only have to look at our childhood and yeah, that's community. Then we community. went through stranger danger. Like we got brainwashed to believe that everyone else was dangerous and mm. so going to the next door neighbour's house to borrow a cup of flour become like – 
fearful. We couldn't mm. do that. And then they introduced, they, the uh, through the media at least, um, introduced this whole terrorism thing. And then terrorism kept us separate again. Everyone that's different to me that doesn't look the same as me is now a potential terrorist. Mm. Then all these school shootings and mass shootings and all of this, there's more fear, more fear. Now we've got COVID, you cough. You walk through the shops, you've got a <laughs> one and a half metre distance, everyone's freaking out, saying we're slowly with the threads of our connection to one another has just been pulled apart through fear. Mm. And I think a lot of that is manipulated. It is fear. It's it fear. Is. Fear is the yeah. enemy. That's the only enemy. Yeah, like absolutely. People talk about there's a they and there's a cabal and there's all that. Maybe there is people, but they're, they're wielding fear, Yeah. right? And if we yeah. can just let go of fear and come into love, because mm-hmm. that's the, the duality yeah, there is. is fear to yeah. love. Come back yeah. into love. Like you're saying, the kids who play Tiggy until the streetlights are on and you borrow. That's what's how we all live. Yeah, yeah. We can live like that again. We can. We absolutely can. And and it even goes back centuries. Right, there was there was never one. If if you look at, um, you know, I'm I'm talking about New Zealand, but you know the Maori population there, like they have the most amazing sense of community. Yeah, you know, totally. all they, the Polynesians. Uh, oh amazing. yeah, absolutely. You know, they have the Marae, which is like you know they come together as a community at one and place. Marae is like the the, the hall. Yeah, yeah, the tribal yeah, hall. absolutely. You know, food is blessed and and food is part of the community. Which is what we're trying to do with right? primary care again. Yeah, you know, and I love that about mm. um, that. You know, I, a family, everyone's family. Yeah, everyone, that's right. Like everyone's family. Everyone's uh, a cousin, some ca- distant yeah. relative. I think, it's, I think it's amazing. But, you know, we, we have, fear has driven us apart. You know, you don't, if we go back hundreds of years, you didn't see villages, one person living there, one person way over there, yeah. one person way down there. They actually lived in a village. Yeah, close to each other. Close to each other. They came together. They, they you know, danced together. They laughed together. They ate together. Yeah. People don't do that. Mm. Families don't do that. Families don't eat together. That's right. Yeah, a lot of families they do. come and go. Yeah, right. Um, they're, they're like ships in the night. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I believe that we can. And I believe we have to. Mm. Like with where we're going right now, the levels of depression, anxiety, oh. cancer is like normal. What mm-hmm. is it? One in two people they reckon mm. getting cancer or something? Is it that? But high? don't worry, there's a pill for that. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but and fear, like we're all living on the edge of fear, just jacked on fear. We got it. The only future that I see is one where we come together. And the the Maori people, like you're talking about, they're living it. You know, mm. the, the Marae, I call it the tribal hall. Mm. We're going to have tribal halls all across the world, mm. all across Australia and New Zealand to start mm. where we're living, mm. where we come together. I call it church for the conscious. Mm. Every Sunday, boom, we come together, we celebrate, we got music, we got community, and you know you can come on a Wednesday night, this is happening, on a Tuesday lunchtime, that's happening. Mm. You've got people connecting with one another and then bringing food back in to be a yes. blessing in our lives. Yes. That's, we have to live like that. I mean, the future, if we again, we could go on the way that we're going. It's dangerous for us yep. and for our children. Yeah. So we got to, in my opinion, everything just, we got to stop the ship and have a look around and take stock and say, all right, this is not working. Your COVID thing has been great for that, right? Everyone's oh, sort of stopping. Oh, yeah. Like I've, I've, I've really been grateful for that because I've seen a lot of people that were just so busy, so caught up yeah. in the need to 
trade their time for money, busy, yeah. busy, busy, really stop mm-hmm. and reassess. And forced to stop. Forced to stop. The I'm reassess like, was optional, but a lot yeah, of people have. Yeah, some haven't, you know. <laughs> yeah, some will watch Netflix and just wait for the world to go back to normal. <laughs> yeah, but the guys that are listening and watching this show are on the same bandwagon, right? We're reassessing that awareness piece. Uh, okay, yeah. what's working, what's not working. Yeah. And for me, it's all about dropping the, the fear, like we talked about, mm. and coming back into love, dropping the disconnection mm. uh, or the division and mm. coming back to community. Yeah. Right. And if we can do those two things, fear to love, um, division to community, yeah, we'll figure this out together. Right. Oh, yeah. The, like once we do that, the rest will just uh, fall into place. Exactly. It'll sort itself yeah. out. Yeah. It'll sort itself out. Drop away or sort itself out, you know. Yeah. Um, and like you were saying, the biggest journey is from the head to the heart. I think that fear and division is in the yeah. head. Yeah, right? but the I, manipulation. I, I think it. Ta- you know, they say it takes a long time. I do believe that, but I, I reckon people get to fifty, right? And then that that journey, you know, that feeling of having to really connect to the heart mm. becomes so much stronger. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's an automatic thing because mm. of the reason that you know. Shit, we've lo- lived half a century, you know. We're like, whoa, 50, right? And for most people, it's like two-thirds or three-quarters of your life gone. Like you're, yeah. on the, you're on the downward slope now. Well, what did they say? All downhill from here <laughs> yeah. now, mate. <laughs> but, you know, um, it doesn't have to be all downhill. It can be all uphill, you know, but um, mm. it just depends on where, how you want to look at it. But yeah. I, I do believe that you get to 50 and that's what happens. You know, mm. people really do. Let's face it, you know, they, they're either thinking, shit, how am I going to survive in my retirement, mm. right? So they're stressing out about finances. Yeah. Um, some of them, you know, are emotionally, you know, not – really in a good space, yeah. you know. Um, it's a been lot, a tough slog to get there. It's been tough, you know. I mean, when we get 50, antidepressants are dished out like there's no tomorrow oh when it God, comes to women. crazy. Right? To women, right? Okay. Yeah, especially yeah. women because, you know, when our hormones start going a little crazy, yeah. you know. Which is a natural uh, phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We do blame menopause, but it's not all menopause. I mean, you know, menopause is natural, as normal. Uh, menopause symptoms aren't. And oh, that, that's a, Yeah, that's a whole a whole new discussion but um yeah you know women's hormones start to go a little crazy Mm. um they're feeling a little down they're feeling a little depressed you know and they go to the doctor and the doctor says well you know what mrs so-and-so i think you really just need to take a pill these yes all right, you're feeling a little depressed. Yeah, this will fix it. Absolutely. Oh, you're not fun. sleeping? Here's another Here's one. Here's another one. Oh, there's side effects of the two, so better take this yeah. one to balance them uh, out. Exactly, oh. right? And Crazy. it just adds to the stress, you know. Yeah. I mean, women get to 50 and their bodies are toxic, right? They're, yeah. they're toxic. Yeah. And, and and that's where I do believe that a little bit of detoxing comes into play there, you know. Yeah. Um, because if if we, we get to 50, you know, our body has been digesting food it's been digesting toxins chemicals you know trying to process them all it's you know those thoughts the relationships all that toxicity we get to 50 and then whammo dis-ease mm-hmm. in the body starts happening yeah right and and so what happens is people doctors feed them pills to fix all these symptoms mm-hmm. 
But these symptoms are just the body telling us that um, something's not right. Mm -hmm. So menopause, if we look at menopause, for example, and I know we're digressing a little bit. but We're going all over the place. Yeah, we are. We have, we've talked about all sorts. But if we talk, look at menopause, for example, that's normal transition for a woman's body. Yeah. Right? That's just absolutely normal. As the normal. start of puberty, yep. like the puberty, first bleed and all of that yep. coming in, and then the other end of it, yeah. okay, the, the breeding cycle is done in your life. That's it, right? Um, you know, we, we've the eggs are all plump and lushed and down this, this end, and they're all a little bit dried and shriveled at this <laughs> end, right? <laughs> but um, They're out of date. Yeah, that's it, past the use by date, <laughs> yeah. right? But, you know, if we look at menopause as a whole, if we look at uh, women in Japan, right? Um, in, in the, not so much in the westernised parts of Japan, but you know, traditional, the, yeah, traditional, mm. yeah. You know, they breathe through menopause. Really, they breathe through it. They, they, they don't have symptoms, they breathe through This is it. cool to hear because yeah. we just believe in our society that you're going to have all of these hot flushes and terrible ah, nights yeah, and all this. Yeah, that's a belief that we're conditioned to, That Scotty. we're just conditioned, right? Yeah, right. But nobody's – well, I've not heard anyone else saying a counter-argument to that. So this is yeah, really cool. Yeah, So, you know, we look at, uh, at Japanese ladies that breathe through it. Now, mm. if we take a look at their life um, style, their lifestyle, you know, not only do they – eat what they eat for breakfast. They eat vegetables and tofu and fermented foods for breakfast. But they also practice um, mindful um, like meditation. There's tai chi, there's all that. They take naps. They don't have a stressful lifestyle, yeah. right? So if we take a look at westernised women, busy, 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 stressed out to the max, preservatives, chemicals, additives, you know, toxic relationships, everything else that goes with it. Yeah. Um, and then they get to 50, the alcohol, right? Yeah. To, to, to wash away the woes of the day. Oh, yeah, um, you know, we look at all that and then we're going through menopause where our hormones naturally supposed to do that, mm. right? And when then we get this, this quantum soup of of 50 years of added shit, yeah. baggage, on top of that, we get menopause symptoms. Interesting. Mm. Right? And and most women will say, oh, it's because of menopause. Mm. But it's not. It's because of lifestyle choices over the last 50 years. And, and the good news is it can be changed, right? Through detoxing, detoxing lifestyle. But fifty choices. years ago was the best time to plant years, a, a right? fruit tree, right? Second yeah. best times today. Yeah, right. So you know, minute when it comes to menopause symptoms, you know, it's just it's just a build up. It's that compounding effect yeah. of the fifty years, mm. right? On top of naturally, you know, uh, declining hormones. Yeah. And and the thing is, our hormones decline, but we have backup glands, right? Like our adrenal glands mm. are our backup glands to our ovaries. So they start producing small amounts of estrogen and progesterone. But, Scotty, our adrenal glands before we hit menopause are friggin' exhausted. In today's current society, absolutely. They're burnt out. They're exhausted. Yeah. So, so when it comes to these declining um, hormones in menopause, these adrenal glands can't be the backup to that because they're all exhausted. They're, yeah. they're depleted, mm -hmm. right? So then we get hormonal chaos because we've got nothing to help us out, yeah. right? And, and women... Um, they think – then, the, you know, they get the belly fat, um, you know, they get the hot flushes, they get the lack of sleep, and they think by just 
you know, taking one magic pill or some, you know, overnight lotion, potion or cream is going to fix it. It doesn't. Yeah, but we trust the doctors too, right? Like the doctors say that that's what's right and we were bred to believe that the doctors are in the know and we're not. It's the whole follower mentality, right? So yeah, we're conditioned into toxicity. We're conditioned into stress and fear. We're conditioned into believing that he knows right and if it's a pill, it's a pill because that's what the doctor said. It's again, it's being aware that this is not working and looking at, like you were saying, um, Japan, some of those places you're talking about, like the blue zones, mm. right, where they live to 100, 120, mm, yeah. you know, like they're being yeah. studied about their lifestyle choices and they are all those things like you're talking about. They're eating natto. I used to live in Japan, right? Okay. So they eat natto, they eat the tofu, um, yeah. these fermented foods, a lot of seaweed, a lot of yes. veg, like just yeah. simple foods, vegetable, rice, not a lot of processed foods. Mm -hmm. It's a more chilled lifestyle. Yeah. They have a lot of human relationship and connection. Yes. How we always lived yeah. – and they're still living to 100, 120. So you can't say, oh, it's in the environment. No, it's in our conditioning. It's in our yeah, it lifestyle is. choices. It it's in, in our lifestyle choices. And, and the best um, thing is they're choices. They're choices. It might be harder to make those choices in today's lifestyle, but they're still choices. Yeah, and yeah. if enough good people come together to help each other make those choices, it's like having accountability buddies. Yeah. Right? Like we're going to go to the, the group training program, the fitness together, mm. because it's easier to motivate each other when we do it together. Yeah. Right? Than me waking up by myself and doing my training. Yeah. So same thing, we can come together now to make better lifestyle choices and looking and going, oh, well, Lynn's doing the same. Oh, and Scotty's doing the same and Ellie's doing the same and Joe's yeah. doing the same. We're all doing the same. Ah, oh, I've got my tribe. Absolutely. Got my people. Yeah, it's just not one thing. You know, when it comes to health, health is is – it's a group of many things, yeah. right? Health is just not one, one – you just can't fix one thing. An apple a, a day. It's a dominoes effect, right? <laughs> an apple a day keeps the doctor away, <laughs> remember? It's just an apple. That's all you need to do. It's like the now magic it's a pill. pill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, now, now it's a pill. But, you know, it's it's, it's Easier combination, to yeah, of so many things. Yeah. And, and – you know, it, it's funny because I come from the health and wellness industry, the fitness industry, you know, and and yet, you know, so many people and this is probably going to trigger a lot of people, but um, it's okay because I'm all good with that. But some of the most uh, people that are in the health and wellness industry are the most healthy, unhealthiest unhealthy, people, yeah. right? Because what and – and I say that with love in my heart because I was one of those mm. and I thought it was just about food and exercise, yeah. right? But it's not. And so, you know, in order for me to help coach these women and that, I had to take a step back and, and – fix everything because it's I, I was listening to a mentor of mine in a in a podcast actually and um he said you know it's like having two people in a jail cell and you're both trying to break out of the same jail cell and you're trying to help that person and and it's just not working because you're stuck in the same jail cell with all the same shit that yeah. that other person you're trying to help them break out but it's not working mm. so what you got to do is break out yourself know how to do it, come back and help that person, totally. yeah. you know. And I see so many people in the health and wellness pe uh, industry and fitness industry that are not doing that. Mm. You know, they, they're not doing it. I, I've, I've worked with so many personal trainers that have um, – that, and I, I love them. They want to go out there. I mean, that's the most amazing thing to be able to do is help other people, right? That's what we all want to do is help yeah. others. But we first got to help ourselves. Totally. 
right, in order to go and help others. Yeah. And and that that is just, you know, getting back to the, you know, knowing the core essence of who you are mm-hmm. as a person, you know, and, and really looking into all areas of your life mm-hmm. and healing all areas of your life, mm-hmm. not just one, but all areas. Mm-hmm. And, and it's something that I had to do myself, you know, and... Um, yeah, so from there, you know, it, you're able to go out and help the world. And I think I think food, but I think food is is one of the most important because it's our body and that's what our our body requires on a daily basis. It, it, it helps fuel our brain, you know, our brain, our heart, our lungs, our organs, our everything. Our everything. Our everything, yeah. right? So food is like the be-all and end-all. Yeah. And, and that includes water too, you know, includes totally. water um, because without it we, we die. And yet we're not, you know, really connecting with food mm. the way that we, you know, don't want to shoot on anybody. But so let's talk about permacare and, mm. you know, mm. I'll do a little plug here for permacare yeah, as yeah, well. Absolutely, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, so organic food first mm. and foremost is very important. Mm. Uh, the amount of pesticides and poisons that are in the soil, in the water that's being sprayed and then on top of them is just terrible. Mm. Nobody should be eating mainstream, monocropped, poison food mm. now. But it's expensive to buy organic in the normal world that we live in, right? And th- the reason it's expensive, if you'll find, is organics, there's certifications that need to be mm. paid for. Yep. But we found out launching Permacare Every level of the chain has to have a certification for it to be classed as a certified organic product. So the grower, if they buy soil or any additives, or you can spray some stuff on organics, monocrop farms do, um, but it has to be organic, right? Mm -hmm. Or the fertilizers have to be Mm -hmm. organic. They have to be certified. There's money for bureaucracy. The grower's certified, the wholesaler is certified, and the retailer is certified. So you've got sometimes four layers of certification that you have to pay for. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Now, Coles and Woolies are getting onto organics because it's trending now. People want Mm -hmm. it. But it's a commodity for them. So they're buying it from massive monocrop organic farms. Now, people, when they think organic, they're thinking like a permaculture farm out in Mullumbimby and, you know, there's this beautiful hippie walking around just growing this food with magic and rainbows. It's like, no way, guys. Monocrop farms have been turned into organic monocrop farms. You know, they're all under plastic. It's lettuce as far as the eye can see, but it's an organic farm because they didn't spray poison on it or put poison in the in the soil. Mm. That doesn't mean that it has the most nutritious value. It just mm. means it didn't have any poison on it. So it's a step up. Mm. But what that's doing and with the levels of certification, it's stopping small scale producers from even competing in that marketplace because they can't grow at that affordability. Mm. Coles doesn't care about the quality as long as it's bought by enough people. The shareholders are about money, yeah. not about funding the people. So then you go into like organic markets and stuff like that, which is awesome. Launching Permacare, we found out most of these organic markets and these stalls, not all of them, there's a lot that are direct from pharma, which is, you know, you buy Mm. from and and I buy from. But a lot of these and a lot of even the box delivery places are buying from United Organics or Eco Farms in Brisbane, which are massive wholesalers. They're shipping organic produce from monocrop farms from Melbourne 
to Brisbane to sit in cold storage to then go be distributed, mm. you, the pro, the product, uh, sorry, the um, quality of the produce is so poor because it was picked a week ago and it's been in cold storage in diesel trucks, yes. right? But it's yes. organic again. Mm -hmm. So the final frontier, mm -hmm. and this is what we're promoting with Permacare, is locally grown yes. by small scale yes. farmers and, and producers to the point where the Permacare vision is to have producers like yourself and whether you want to do it commercially or not, I don't know, but there's some people that do mm. that they just love gardening and farming mm. so much that we can, it's a lot more work for us, yeah. right? Because it's easy to just buy from a wholesaler who buys from monocrop farms, you know, yes, blah, blah, blah. Yes. But if we can work with a local community, which is what we're doing, we have some small farmers across the border. Yep. We buy direct from the farmers and then we distribute. Now we're super new, right? So we don't have the, um, the headaches of a lot of moving parts. It's just three of us and my wife and we get it done, yeah, you know, yeah, but sure. as we grow, it might, we'll have to figure it out. We'll have to do it. But our whole focus here is we buy direct from the farmers. Therefore there's no middleman. So the cheap, it's cheaper. So we can get produce to our members at an affordable rate. Plus it's not sitting on a shelf. Mm -hmm. So we, the, we bill all our members. So if someone signs up, go to permacare.org, hint, hint, go and check it out. <laughs> go to permacare.org. You would choose the size of box or you choose the produce that you want. That would be processed on the Wednesday. We order what it is that we need and then we buy that only and we distribute that. Mm -hmm. So we're not sitting on wasted stock, stuff being thrown away. Everything we buy gets distributed or we eat it, yeah. right? So yeah. it's just a much more efficient way of working with fresh produce because there's no wastage, therefore extra costs that need to be on top. And because it's direct from the farmer, I go and buy from the farmer. Yeah. I put it in the back of our van yeah. and our, our car and we deliver it, right? Mm -hmm. So because we're able to do that, we get organics locally grown, small scale, with love to our members. And this is what we want to ripple out in a really organic way. Right, mm. and if we can get that ethos back into people and start getting good people out there questioning, beyond just it says organic because the, the the plastic wrapper that I bought from Cole says mm. organic, yeah, but actually and, where do they come and from? And notice that it's plastic wrapper. Plastic wrapper. <laughs> They're all plastic wrapped. Have you seen that in yes, Coles and yeah, Woolies? It's all plastic yeah, wrapped. I was just going to have a little bit of a say there. Notice yeah. that you know, be careful because notice in, in in Woolworths, even though it says organic, it's all plastic wrapped and yeah. and you know chemicals leaching into the organic. Um, and notice produce. how di how quickly it dies in your fridge mm. when you put mm. that organic produce in your fridge, mm. like it disappears quickly, mm -hmm. it like rots away quickly because mm. it was picked a week ago, 10 mm -hmm. days ago, sometimes longer. Yeah. Apples sometimes are sitting there for six months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's an interesting game. But yeah, guys, Permacare, like mm. we're on a mission here. We want to bring food back into our lives. Yeah, that primary amazing. relationship with Mother Earth. Mm. If we can reestablish that, that love and connection with Mother Earth, everything becomes a lot easier. And then oh, if yeah. we bring people together to celebrate that connection, like the Māori people with the marae, yeah. blessing of the food, if we can reestablish that relationship, we only need that 100 families or, you know, pockets of 100 families, 100 families, 100 families to recreate that village-type life. Yeah. We're beautiful. good. Yeah, we're yeah, good again. beautiful. And – and, you know, I think it's the relationship with food, people mm. just just really building on that relationship yeah. with food and really understanding what organic is. Yeah. You know, I think, I think there was just such a trend. It just became a trend without people really understanding the, the background behind what goes into growing organic food. Yeah. And I think that's really 
really important for people to understand, you know, why, you know, because I, you know, just for myself, you know, I have a an autistic daughter. And um, well, she had a lot of gut issues. So my which is there's a link between gut issues and autism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so she was in and out of hospital with you know gut issues, and so that was my. The, and that she's 30 now, so that was many, many years ago, before mm. internet, before anything, I had to go to the uh, library. <laughs> uh, the library where you uh, – Read Encyclopedia. Yeah. <laughs> um, and look all this up. But, you know, it, 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 the chemicals, preservatives, additives, all the food, you really, really um, messed up her gut. You know, mm. it really played havoc with her gut. So I had to eliminate all that mm. from her, from her, her body, from – her food or digestive tract in order to really let it heal. Yeah. And so I think people really have to understand the implications of the food that they're eating now and the effects that it has on their body. Yeah. And not just like short term, I'm talking long term, yeah. you know, that's long term, 50 years of eating, you know, Red frogs and and you know crazy, the yeah. <laughs> crazy red frogs, right? And 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 you know packaged and processed crap. Mm. Fifty years of it building up in your body, yeah. And then they, you get to fifty, and we start getting disease mm. in the body of all sorts of different things, and people go, why? So, you know, I think it's really important that that education out there uh, is made available because, yeah. like I said, you know, the first step to change is awareness. Yes. And, and you know, you can't blame anyone for this because, you know, it's just how people have been um, brought up and raised and, you know, the kids now, it's like I have, I have seven grandchildren and, yeah. you know, two more on the way, you know. I really, I really love them coming out to our place and connecting with, with the sheep, with the chickens, collecting the eggs, you know, understanding that, you know, these sheep are not pets, you know, and and I think there's a whole disconnect between people and 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 how um, what's the word? How to actually look at food? Mm -hmm. You know, think about food. You know, I, I see people. You know, when people come out and go, "Oh, look at your cute sheep," you know, and I'm like, "Yeah, they're cute, I guess. Yeah, they're not food. I mean, they're not pets. You know, they're food." They're, oh, Shock horror! You couldn't, you couldn't do that, you know. And I'm like, mm, yes, we can. Yeah. Um, and you know, we do. Yeah, we do. You know. And I think, well, at least you know, um, I know where our food is coming from. Yeah, that's right. I know that our sheep have been eating lovingly on this paddock, and we feed it. We love them. We tend to them. We care about them. And then when it is their time to depart this wonderful um, earth, you know, I bless them. I thank them. You know, and and for contributing to our well-being mm. because that's what it is. If you go out to the outback of Alaska, you know, off the grid in Alaska, that's what they do. They don't just don't shoot an animal and cut it up and. They bless yeah. it, they thank it, yeah. they, you know, it, it's just part of the life cycle. Mm. I'm, I'm getting flashbacks of Avatar, <laughs> the movie where he like, he, oh, a clean kill, yes. where he like, and yeah. there, there's that blessing, it's that relationship, it's that yes. connection. Yeah, and that's the same as- No like, plastic. No plastic, <laughs> right? I know that uh, the, the meat that we are eating um, is, is, was, you know, 
yesterday was on our paddock and today it's, you know, in our freezer yeah. and it, the, there was love all involved, you mm. know, in that. And that's the same with my garden, you know. So people have got to – you've got to stop and think about where is where is your food coming from, yeah. you know. Do you know the background of your food? Yeah. And, um, and most people don't. No. Well, we're not taught that and we're yeah. busy as anything because we've got to pay the debt man – um, and we just, like yeah. you said, we just put it in our mouth and yeah. keep moving on. And and, and that's why done. I love the vision of Permacare because mm. there is that education. There mm. is that return to, you know, and it, it's our heritage really when you think about it. It's how we've always lived. Yeah. It's completely natural. Yeah. Um, and we just have to get back to that natural way of living. Now, next week we're actually going to come out and film with you yes. out on your property. Yes. Um, as for all our Permacare members, we're going to yeah. turn that into educational content. Because, yeah. again, our commitment is education. We've yeah. got to change the way that we're seeing and relating to the, the, the planet. It's one thing to eat the organic produce, but like you're saying, where did it come from? What is the relationship with that? Mm. So mm. really excited to get onto your property. But what are you doing on your property? Like tell it with a few hints there, but um, – well, we have, we have seven and a half acres, right? Okay. Um, Which is big but not massive. Not massive, but most of it's in bush. Um, oh, right, and cool. um, one thing that brings our whole family joy is uh, riding motorbikes. So we love uh, motocross, right? I'm a, a, believe it or not, I, I'm, I love riding motocross bikes. That's great. And so we've got a dirt bike track out in the bush that we, we use. Um, nice. But, but you know, we've only got like about two acres. So when it comes to growing your own food and, and having livestock and stuff like that, you don't need a lot of land, yeah. you know. People think, crikey, I've got to go and buy a farm, right? Not at all. It's a hobby. Um, it's something that my husband and I love. We, you know, we're both Kiwis. We've both been brought up on the land. So it's, you know, I have gardens. It doesn't have to be huge. When when you see my vegetable gardens, you'll think, what the heck? You know, it's that's not very big. But it's amazing what you can grow in there. Yeah. And, and I like to, you know, when I uh, put the garden beds together, most of it's off our land, you know, so it doesn't have to be huge, fancy or expensive. Um, I have my own compost, uh, so I return everything back to the earth yeah. that that can be. And, um, yeah, we've got nine chickens and two sheep, and they happily run around the um, paddock. Lawnmowers. Uh, Lawnmowers lawn keep the grass down and um, provide us with, um, you know, Great food. So you eat all the eggs. Yes. Do you eat the chickens as well? You have broiler no, chickens. No, haven't. Too? Um, no, we ha we don't um, eat the uh, the chickens. Yep. However, you know, my husband has um, considered that uh, a couple of times because let's face it, you know, chickens get to. I guess it's like menopause, really. You know, it gets they a time stop they stop laying, yeah. right? Um, and so, what do you do to, to, with them? You know, so. Um, you know, it's uh, you could you could let them run around the paddock forever and ever. Hey, that would be great. Yeah. But you know, when you when you're on a a, a farm for example where it's a sustainable farm yeah. you know you just it's just you, another mouth to feed it's just another really. mouth to feed and these right. are interesting conversations to have because not a lot of people have those well people don't like to think about no, it no that's right oh you can't kill it you well, can't it's kill it die. and eat it yeah, right well, someone killed that plastic wrap chicken in coals <laughs> and it wasn't done in a nice way <laughs> that's right okay yeah. but again it's um, that disconnection from yeah, this yeah and we all lived like that that's how generate that's how we got here and now we've got this <laughs> You know, plastic glove, plastic wrap, bloody hand sanitizer reality <laughs> going on right now. So we're going to get back to what's real. And, you know? and let's add more chemicals into yeah. our body, right, with the Craziest hand sanitizer. Thing. I, I refuse to do the oh, hand so sanitizer I, thing. Uh, I'm with you on that one, Scotty. Yeah, they're all a hand sanitizer. <laughs> bloody hairdressers, like, you got to use a hand sanitizer, you can't come in. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. And I just, like, pretended <laughs> to push it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I got did that too. Sorry, Epi, love you, brother. But yeah, I'm not putting the bloody poison on my hands. No, I, I was like that, that too. I uh, yeah. can't remember where I had to go, but I just pretended. Just pretend. Oh, yeah, that's no. right. I had to pick my um, grandson up from the daycare or something. Yeah, oh, right. you must say Okay. Whatever. Pretend. Yeah. <laughs> Make yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, yeah all good. <laughs> yeah, I like to have the dirt under my nails. Yeah. Like my, my, I don't really use soap. Yeah. I use soap like, you know, as many as it needed, but other, I don't put soap on my body yeah. and even on my hands. Yeah. And like my wife's like, oh, you know, wash his hands with soap. And I'm like, you don't need soap, mate. She'll be right. You haven't even playing in the garden, you know, he'll have dirt in his nails and stuff. That bacterial relationship mm, is re- – mm. sorry, my wife's probably watching this. It's really important that they get that bacteria in their body. This hand sanitizer, keep them in plastic wrap business oh, yeah. is the worst thing you can the be doing. The 20. Well, for your body, like uh, yeah, the, the gut biome is bacteria and it's digesting food from your environment. Mm-hmm. So making sure you have the bacteria yeah, from that environment definitely. in your inner environment. Mm-hmm. If they're two different environments, it's like going out into space – you go into space, you can't breathe, you can't live, different mm. environment. Well, this is why we have so many immune systems. Yeah, autoimmune thing, autoimmune yeah. I'm talking to mate like yesterday, that. he reckons he thinks that's just BS. It's, yeah, yeah. A lot of it's just environmental. It is. Disconnection it is. with our true environment. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I believe so too. But, you know, if we're, again, once again, Scotty, if we go back to, you know, our childhood days, you know, oh, what yeah. did our parents say? Oh, another bit of dirt didn't hurt anybody. Yeah. Actually, five build, second rule. Builds yeah. the immune system, yeah. right? Um, and, and I But rem- the immune system now, and I'll talk to this, is this injection business. Oh. You have a look at what's going on there. Mm-hmm. That is just criminal, in mm-hmm. my opinion. It is criminal. Mm-hmm. And there's so many good scientists, I can't, you know, I don't want to go too deep into this, but showing around this, the immune system is built through the orifices, mm-hmm. not through a new orifice, mm. one that's injected into your bloodstream. It goes through the head, you know, the eyes, the ears and the mouth and the yep. nose and all of the good stuff through the skin. Like that's designed, our relationship with Mother Nature is designed in that way. And this plastic wrap, plastic glove, plastic bullshit life and this injection thing is the furthest that we could be possibly living from who mm. we really are. Oh, I'm I'm a proud anti-vaxxer um, and have been for many, 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 many moons. And I, I just I, – because I'm a firm believer that the body has the ability to heal itself. Yes. Um, yeah. Holy given and the right solely, conditions given the supported. right conditions and the environments, the body has the ability mm. to heal itself. And even, you know, when it comes to – um, our immune system, you know, it's built to fight off, you know, uh, viruses and infections. Yeah. It's built to do that. Mm. But because we're so toxic, we go back to that again, yeah. it, it it cannot do that. Yeah. And adding vaccines into our body, uh, once another again, is another level, level yeah. of toxicity because let's face it, who actually studies what goes into a vaccine? Not many people, but if you do look at, um, you know, the papers and the studies about what goes into them, you wouldn't, you would not have another vaccination again in no, your entire right. life. If you were completely educated yes. on that, not only what's in the vaccine, but the industry itself, yes. the vaccine that, yeah. courts, you know, big pharma and their agenda and mm-hmm. all that. But even if you just looked at the ingredients and all of the counterindications of that, there's no way that you would let that poison into Absolutely. your body. Absolutely. Yeah, totally anti-vaccine. And yet people are shouting, mandatory vaccines. Oh, we got to get the vaccines. The flu Sound shot. Like that, right? How 
Oh my God! Don't get, the get me started. Shot. It's on the highway. I know. Did you notice it? I had noticed it, it on the way. COVID nineteen. Get, get the get flu, the flu shot. shot. Come right. on, guys. This is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, and and in fact, my husband. I mean, he had a heart attack right um, a few years back. He went to the doctor for his. Uh, general checkup that he's supposed to go, which yeah. is a load of hogswash, um, and he said the doctor said to him, um, "Okay, so I best that you get your flu shot." He's like, "What for?" She said, "Oh, because of your heart condition." He's like, "Right, so how's a flu shot going to help my heart condition?" Exactly. Oh, it will protect it. What a load of crap! He's like, mm, "No, I don't think that." Sits with me well. No, no. I'll think about that one. Thank you. Is there any scientific papers to show that the flu shot helps with heart disease or heart attacks? uh, That's exactly what she said to him. And um, yeah. People it basically came home and he thought, I didn't think you'd be pr- too happy with me if I got one of those. <laughs> <laughs> good husband. Yeah, good Listen husband. to the wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, that's that's the extent of, I mean, uh, mm. you know, when it, when it comes to dog do- doctors, I, I believe that they're legalised drug peddlers. But, oh, um, today, like we were saying, just take this pill, take this mm. other pill, and here's the side effects pill. Mm. There's no health care, there's no patient care involved. It's... Um, it's how many we can see in in a time slot, and yes, we're not. And it's like f- less than fifteen minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, long, is it? yeah. It's how can you long. how can you get back to yeah. uh, what is wrong with someone in that time frame? You know, and yeah. uh, like really get to the root cause of what is wrong with someone. That's right. You know, and so I think it's about being proactive and taking your own health into your own hands, yeah. and really, you know, educating you know, yourself on, on your body, what mm. it needs, what it requires, because really it's it's really quite easy. I think we, we've been put under a false belief that yeah. um, being healthy is hard mm. or eating healthy food is expensive. Mm. Well, being sick is expensive. That's where the real expense is. Exactly. That's where the real expense is. And look, it, it costs more money to buy organic fruit and veggies than it does two-minute noodles and white pasta. Yeah. And that'll fill your belly, as a lot of people living like that, but the disease that comes, the lethargy, the inability to think straight and everything that comes from that is way more costly mm. than feeding high-octane fuel to a high-octane engine. Yeah, and I don't look at it as a cost at all. I look at it as, as an, an investment. investment. Exactly. Um, you know, we all have an Because you're inv- a leader. This is what I'm talking yeah. about. You're a leader. You're not follower. You're a leader. You're an entrepreneur. You're forward-thinking. It's an investment into your future. Well, it's our health portfolio. You know, you th- we've all got- <laughs> Love that. You know, we've, we've all got a real estate portfolio or a wealth portfolio, you know, health needs to be in our wealth portfolio True. because, you know, if we haven't got our health, what have we got? It doesn't matter yeah. how much money we got in the bank. Yeah. If we haven't got our health, we're not going to be able to enjoy it. We can't enjoy our family. We're, we're a liability to our family yeah. if we haven't got our, our health, mm. you know. So if I always like to think of it as an investment, you know, the organic food is an investment into our health, into yeah, totally. our wealth portfolio. Yeah, totally. Yeah, moving forward. So, And it's an investment we have to make yep. right now at this time for sure. There's a real, like, um, a separating of people. There's more people going into more fear and mm-hmm. there's more people going into more love. Mm-hmm. You know, how many people now are just hunkering down, they're so scared, you know, screaming for the government to do more. And yet how many people are on the other side of the spectrum waking up going, whoa, this is crazy, I can't do this. Hey, I'm going to community. Hey, I'm going back to nature. And not just nature, the physical trees and stuff, but natural health, 
mm-hmm. you know, growing food. We just launched Permacare Grow. We're launching it this week. Mm, nice. We're, we're going to get exciting. start building gardens in people's yeah. homes, which is awesome. We've got Excellent. a couple of partners on board yeah. to go and grow. So even if it's token gardens in people's backyards, yeah. it doesn't have to feed the family. But that relationship, I always, I've got this vision, and maybe you'll agree with me here, um, or not, which I like both ways. And check this out, guys. So if everything's energy, Right, And we know that, say for example, music is a really easy understanding of energy. You bang the drum, that energetic vibration, that sound vibration goes out. But if you've got a band together and you, the drum and the bass and the guitar and the voice and whatever, the violin, and it all comes together and these different energetic vibrations, sound vibrations, harmonise mm. and if it's done well, mm. oh, just it's beautiful, you know, mm-hmm. music is beautiful. Mm. Uh, but if that if you can bring a really professional drummer in, for example, into a band that is maybe mediocre, that one drummer or that bassist or that singer can raise the whole energy of the band. The yep. music sounds sweeter because that bassist is like bringing mm-hmm. it home mm-hmm. or that whatever it is, you know what mm. I'm talking about? That one element of the music just raises the vibration of all. So I've got this vision. Yep. If we can grow just even a few herbs – or a few greens in your backyard or on your balcony mm-hmm. or a bit of a tomato plant or something, you know, mm-hmm. basil. Mm-hmm. It's something easy, you know, you can't really kill it. It's pretty easy mm. to do. And then you tend that, you water it, you connect with it. It's there when you're having your morning cuppa and you're, you're, you're playing with it and you're seeing it and you, your kids are seeing mm-hmm. it and your kids are, and you, you're, you're with it, right? Mm-hmm. And then you, you buy your fresh produce from a farmer, you know, pr- Particularly, it'd be nice if you get it from a farmer or, you know, even if it was just any produce. And then before you ate that meal, you took a couple of those herbs that you have connected with and created a relationship with. Mm-hmm. You're vibrationally in harmony mm-hmm. with that food. And you put those few herbs into that bowl of food or whatever it is, that, that plate of food that you've, you've cooked. My vision is, my feeling is that the energy connection there has raised the vibration and helped to harmonize mm, the vibration beautiful. of that food with your vibration mm-hmm. because of the relationship that you've created with when you've grown it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so now absolutely. that one token piece of green or that token herb has changed the vibration of the entire Oh, yeah. And, and I feel that connection with all the food that I eat. You know, when I make my green smoothie in the morning, you know, it, like literally I walk out my door and, and down a few steps and I'm picking my silver beet and my kale and yeah. and all that. And and when I'm making my smoothie or making my omelette or what, you know, it's the eggs, so the, my homegrown eggs. There's like that connection is something so deep that it's really hard to explain. Yeah. And and I'm the same with you, Scotty. I want everyone to feel that. Mm. Yeah, totally. You know? And it does. It, it's just that, like you said, it's, it's like harmony. It's like music to the ears. Yes. Yeah. You know? It's beautiful when you can, you can make a salad and it's all like, oh, I grew that. Totally, yeah. You and know? again, even if it's just one thing. Yeah. Like not everyone has to be a professional gardener. Exactly. But that re-establishing that relationship with Mother Nature. Like that's, if everyone just had that deepening relationship with Mother Nature and then that can lead to a deepening relationship with our neighbours again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then those relationships start to come together to help the children being raised. Mm -hmm. So parents aren't out there screaming kids by themselves trying to figure it out alone. Mm. But we came back into relationship and village type Mm. feeling once more. I think these few really small steps that we can make in this direction 
over a generation because things are happening fast now. It doesn't have to be five generations to yeah, get yeah. back in harmony, yeah. right? Things are happening fast. Our consciousness is becoming, mm. you know, so much more aware and we just start taking these small steps back in harmony yeah, with, so na- good. with nature, with one another, with our community, the self-love aspect that you're talking yeah. about. These small incremental steps within a general – by the time my son is 20, he's two now, right? By the time he's becoming a, a man of his own and he's leaving home or whatever, say 20, 18, whatever – I believe we can live in a very different world than we are today. A beautiful world, living in harmony with one with one another, living in harmony with Mother Nature. And the alternative for me isn't even is it's not even there. It's not an alternative. The alternative is business as usual. Yep. We drive this truck into a brick wall and we go crash and burn. Right? That's not going to happen in my yep. my reality. I, I wouldn't like to think what if we don't change something, Scotty. I wouldn't like to think about what. Is going to be like in what 20, 20 years, years looks like, like, right? Look at yeah. 20 years ago. We didn't have yeah. iPhones. No. <laughs> the computers yeah. weren't really where they no. are. We didn't have social media. We didn't have the internet. We didn't that's have right. everything that's going on today. In 20 yeah. years, give it another 20 years, mm-hmm. guys. We got to mm-hmm. choose now. Mm. We got to choose what we want it to look like now yeah. for our children, for our grandchildren. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. Yeah. Well, you, we have to choose our health because, yeah. you know, the health of the planet. That's right, yeah, yeah. You know, the health of people, the health of communities, the health of everything, Mm. everything. It's all aspects of life, earth, whatever you like to think about it, but we've got to choose health. Yeah, totally. And And, and part of health is love. Yeah, totally. Self-love. Well, it's got to be the centre, right? Yeah. You know, it's from fear to love, from division to community, a common unity connected to. Yeah, yeah. But you know the the whole COVID thing has really um, has has really divided massively divided people, and like you said, into those people that um, are going. Hang on a minute, I well, I really want something different, and others mm. that are, are, are glued Save to the us. TV screen, the yeah. news. You know, um, fear, and, fear, and fear. Yeah, watch mm. out for the second wave now, Scotty. Um, well, everyone's you know. talking about the second wave, and it's good that you've <laughs> spoken about it. Like, this, uh, there's a lot of people saying, and I currently agree with them, is that this was a push, now there'd be a pullback, and then the second wave will be a massive push and that'll push people over the edges. And I know what side I'm going on. Oh, I'm yeah, going to yeah. community, I'm going to nature, yeah. I'm coming together, linking arms with beautiful brothers and sisters and yep. creating this together, right? And Absolutely. if that second wave comes, we'll be good. You know, I see this as all positive times. Yeah, definitely. Hard. And, be and hard, what better way to go into the second wave with a really healthy immune system, feeling yeah. good, you know, fit, strong, healthy, great mindset yeah. and know exactly what you, where you want to go. Totally. And knowing where your food comes from, mm-hmm. knowing where your water comes from, knowing where your relationships are, you know, having this foundation solid mm-hmm. so that you're from there, you're like, okay, cool, food's taken care of. I'd have got good people around me. All right, bring it on. Yeah, you know? yeah, like bring it on. Because you once know? you've got the the foundation established, you can build high. Oh yeah, but absolutely. you saw the fear when this all started. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, where's the food? What if the diesel stops? Like people go into survival yeah, but mode. You know what? The beautiful thing about that was, uh, Scotty, was like I walked into um, Bunnings and to I, buy seeds. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was having to look to see. Well, okay, what can I put in my garden? Let's just check it out. And there was like Zippo gone. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, what the hell? Right? Nowhere could I get any seedlings at Online all. Online too. Yeah. Like there's the, the uh, seed, I can't soul seed or something, one of the big seed sellers online, six months worth of produce sold in three, of seeds sold in three days. They right, sold right. out in three days. Yeah. 
But that just goes to show people wait till shit hits the fan. To do something about it. Yeah. But to actually reconnect. Yeah. You know, shit, what if, you know, something does happen? I need to have food, yeah. right? But why not just have food all the time? Yeah, totally. Like why not just grow your veggies all the time? Why, mm. why wait for something like this to happen to actually, you know, have that – Available And like in a tribe, and this is the vision with Permacare and the Tribes United, is not – remember an old tribe, old school tribe, even the Maori tribe, right? Yeah, yeah. Not everyone was a gatherer or a hunter or a gardener or whatever. But yeah. We all had roles, but we all supported and were connected. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so I look at that now, like so. there's so many people now that just want to grow food, but they don't have any land. Mm. You know, and there's so many people that want to eat great food, but they don't necessarily enjoy growing it. That's it. We create a network of growers and eaters, mm-hmm. you know, and this becomes starts to become our tribe, the hunters and the gatherers. Or, you know, I've got this big, big thing around the, the education system. My son's too. I don't want my son going to normal school. Sit down, shut up and listen, A, B, C student. Yeah. Like it's a grading of meat. Mm-hmm. That's where it comes from. <laughs> like, I don't want my child involved in that. Yeah. But homeschooling alone, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. So there's so many people like homeschooling. What about homeschool networks? Yeah, yeah, that's you know, very cool. So we've got cool. the gardeners, we've got the homeschoolers, yeah. you know, and then they're helping each other. And we've got the, you know, the other people over here, you know, the educators, for example, or the builders. or And we start to really create – urban and suburban relationships of like a village again, a tribe, mm, mm. old school tribe coming together and helping each other. Absolutely. And then the whole world can collapse around us, no dramas. We got food, we got each other, mm-hmm. we're helping each other. We've mm. got what we need in an integrated local network connected with other networks around Australia and New Zealand and then the world, sharing inspiration, sharing wisdom, sharing resources. But I know I look around me, I've got my, my people, world's burning, I'm good. Yeah. I've got my well, roll up my sleeves, let's get to work. Well, that's how I felt with the whole COVID thinking. You know, everyone was like, you know, in absolute fear mode. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. We're good. Yeah, I'm well, good. You guys good? You guys yeah. good? Oh, we're good? Sweet. <laughs> yeah, we're absolutely. Like, I, I was good. Hey, I work online. I can still make money. Um, you know, I've got food out in the garden. I've got sheep in the paddock. Yeah. I've, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, totally. You and know? it'd be nice to know that you were good connected with other people who are good. Yeah. You know, because we're stronger together. Strength yeah, and absolute, unity. Yeah, absolutely. And that's yeah, a big, totally. big thing of what we're that's doing. That's where community comes in. That's where we need it. We need that common unity. Mm. We need to come together. Yeah, we do. Because the second way, we don't know what's coming. The next 10 years could be just a blissful, gorgeous experience or it could be hard, mm-hmm. you know. But we grow when, when it's hard. But we choose. We choose, but a lot of it's chosen for us too. You can't say that I chose the storm on Sunday. It was Sunday. That was a nice Mm. storm, hey. Mm -hmm. Oh, good for the garden. Good for the garden, right? (laughs) I'm grateful that it came, but I didn't necessarily get to choose it. Sometimes Mm. the environment pushes things onto me and I've got to deal with it. Yeah, but we can always choose how we respond. How we react to it. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Respond or react, you know. Um, There are lots of things that... We're are out of our control. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But we can choose how our we response yeah. ability is yeah. always within us. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's awesome. Lynn, thank you so much. This has uh, been amazing. Been beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the the back and forth and yeah, just feeling your passion and we're going the same. Oh journey, yeah, right? yeah. Well, hey, you know, like when you're talking to like-minded people and the things that are really with the same values, with the same excitement and yeah. the same passion, it's easy, isn't it? Yeah, totally. It's real easy. And this is this is the thing. It's like we just got to come together and do this together. Mm. Like conversations like this are really powerful. I know a lot of guys listening and watching yeah. right now are 
you know, feeding off this conversation too, because they're having the same, you guys are having the same conversations out there with other people, right? Yeah, We're just yeah. doing it publicly. Mm. So like, let's continue this conversation. Mm. How do we get this conversation then turning into action? Mm. What does it look like to take that one step? Maybe it is coming and putting your money into permacare, knowing that it goes back into the community instead of back into the multinationals. Mm. Maybe it's going growing some food. Mm. Maybe it's going and talking to that neighbor next door that you've said hi to twice and you've been there five years, you know, and actually starting a relationship again with yep. the people around yep. you. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It's just it's just really connecting with what resonates yeah, exactly. with you, the, you know, right at this point in time, yeah. you know, and then just grow from there. But hey, organic food is the first step place, I reckon. We need food. Yeah, that's why we, we're doing it. So yeah, love you. Thank you Thank so much. You. Yeah, really appreciate it. And final plug, guys, head over to permacare.org. Yeah. Obviously, we're pushing this right now. We just launched four weeks ago, so we're super mm -hmm, new. Mm -hmm. um, we're very small and we want to grow. You know, and, and look, this is business. We we work. If, if I don't get this thing off the ground, it goes away. So mm. we need support, yeah, right? Yeah, and absolutely. we will get it off the ground because a lot of people are coming on board. But we need support. We need people to share this, get it out there, and then uh, buy local grown organic produce that's yeah. affordable and delicious for you and your family. If you're on the Northern Rivers, Gold Coast of Brisbane, you can do that now. Uh, head over to the website, permacat.org. You can get on the mailing list when we move to your part of the world. Um, but otherwise, we're coming to your place next week. Yes, I'm, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Uh, I've got lots to share. Look, uh, I think – why am I excited? I've never done this before, Scotty. Okay, cool. Yeah, like, you know, I've been gardening for many years, like mm. many, many years, but it's, it's a little part of me that I've not really shared with the world. Mm. You know, and and so I'm excited to share that yeah. because you know it's it's something that brings me joy. So it's like wow, if if that brings me joy, it might inspire to someone else to you know really look into that part of. Yeah. Maybe it resonates with them. Like you said, some people will go, oh god, I couldn't think of anything worse than gardening, right? But the thing is, we all do have to eat, and mm. and permacare is like you know I love the vision. The vision is amazing. Mm. Scotty, I think you're amazing. Um, Lyris is amazing. Everyone here is like super good. They're, like the boxes, are, I, I reckon it should be, you know, box of love. A box of love, yeah, yeah beautiful. Because it's, um, it's, it really is. That's what it is. Mm. You know, it's, it's not about the money. It's not about anything else. It's about, it's about the love that's been put into, into this box and, mm. and the love that we can get from the box, you yeah. know. So that's what it's all about. So, um, yep, head over to permacare.org. <laughs> Good on you, Lynn. You're awesome. Love you heaps, guys. Share this with someone you uh, you know. If you're on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever, Spotify, subscribe. There's a lot more great conversations in this yeah. series. Yeah. Love you heaps. Thank, Thank you, Lynn. You. You're beautiful. Thank you. And we'll see you guys very, very soon. Cheers.